Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Podcast. My name is Delia and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Podcast, we will be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. We will be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. We often hear the phrase motherhood joys, but when we speak to moms who are going through difficult seasons, for example, a first-time mom caring for a newborn or facing a dilemma at work that affects them at home, motherhood sometimes carries its share of sorrows. In today's podcast, we speak to Shaina Yu, co-founder of Brave Feet Student Care, to find out more about how we can derive joy from the sometimes mundane activities often associated with motherhood. Welcome to the Paranet Podcast, Shaina. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited. Shaina, would you introduce yourself? Tell us more about your family and the work that you do. I am a co-founder of a student care that uh, focuses on the holistic well-being of a primary school child. I'm a mom of one son. He finally going primary one. Mm-hmm. So uh, four years ago when I started student care journey, it was really for him. So it's a milestone for both of us this year. We are both finally able to see each other in the afternoon and it has been a joy. Congratulations Thank on setting you. this up. I'm really excited to hear about what you do because I believe it really ties in your belief and philosophy as a mother and also in the work that you desire to impact more families. Maybe if you can share with us, starting out as a first-time mom with your child six years ago, oh, yeah. yeah, how was it like for you? Um, maybe share one high point and one low point with us. I think the high point I had six years ago, I was very grateful that he chose us as his parents. I like to think that way, that he chose to be our son. And I'm very grateful for that. At the same time, I'm also very grateful that before he was born, there were so many people loved him when he was still in my belly. And this for me, I don't take it for granted that he is a baby and he is my child that everybody was looking forward and loved. And my high point was as I spent time with him during my first three months of maternity, I took three months instead of four months, we were able to connect well. And my high point is really connecting with him. We were able to get into our rhythm. I think rhythm for new moms is a very precious thing. The rhythm can come in a form of schedule, can come in a form of our sleeps. So that was my high point. Mm. Other new moms sometimes share with us their struggles and all. I'm always very grateful and thankful that my son, we were able to gel together so well. Mm. My low point, I think, in the journey perhaps was times where I, I do feel very lonely with him because there was a period of time that I wasn't in Singapore due to my husband's work. I think he was seven months, eight months when we moved away. Even though it was Jakarta, my family, my friends and my mother-in-law, they all take turns on a weekly basis to come and visit us. They were like, oh, you're coming this week? Okay, next week I come. You know, like because it's Jakarta, it's really easy. There are times when I really felt alone. And the loneliness is coupled with like, okay, I have a new child. He's really attached to me because of the needs that he have, like feeding, changing, the sleep patterns of every four hours. I couldn't do something else. 
I wanted to do something like what I sometimes see those role model moms do, like go down to the gym, lah, bake something while the child is. Cannot. I don't know why I can't, but that was that low point. Mm. And in that low point, I think the way that I walked out of it was I started planning uh, what I hope to do when we return back from Jakarta. At least there was an end goal. And so when I was planning, that was when uh, this student care came about. So during that time, I did online lessons. Uh, whenever I came back to Singapore, I was doing my research on student care and all this. There was this goal and I kept a journal as well. I think journaling helped as well. I don't write much, not very long-winded. It's really just certain thoughts that I have. And I think I have a blood of doing small business because my whole family, we are all doing business. Uh, I'm always thinking, okay, what to do? And in that loneliness, I start to create times where I can connect with other moms. I was staying in a condo that was 90% Japanese moms. And then the rest are Indonesians. And then I'm one of the rare Singaporean and a Malaysian now. It was really uh, difficult to connect with somebody when we have different language. But what I did to kickstart the friendship was I invite a few of them to my house for a high tea party. The children that I think my son plays with, that was the start of the friendship. Mm -hmm. Even though we didn't really talk, their English was manageable, but my Japanese was zero, non-existence. <laughs> but I prepared everything to eat and have a conversation. So if I bring back to what I feel that kept me going in those loneliness was conversations and connection. Because I'm a person that thrive in uh, conversations and connection and I tried to make that happen with the Japanese moms and then till today we all left Jakarta and then last December I visited them in Japan mm. we follow each other on Instagram so for Instagram they are always in pure Japanese but lucky Instagram got this thing called C translation so I click on that we are visiting them again end of this year so it's a thing that I like to keep the friendship or the relationship. Mm. And to all moms out there, I hope to share with you also that in your life right now, if there is a person that you feel can be having meaningful conversations with you and where you do feel like I'm ready to really put down my barriers and able to appear authentic and vulnerable to this person, I hope you can have a good and honest conversation with this person. It may be your husband, it may not be your husband, it doesn't matter. But if this person can make you feel at ease and have that honest conversation, then I think conversations really do help moms as well. Mm. Wow, my heart is so warmed thinking oh. about hearing you share, you know, these things because I can't imagine how much adjustments you had to make as a family, you know, mm. uprooting yourself and being overseas uh, or in a foreign land, learning a new language. I heard that you tried yeah. to learn Bahasa and yeah. figuring out your new role as a mother, figuring mm. out that rhythm, yeah, at mm. the same time, desiring for connection and putting mm. yourself out there to reach out to the community that you were placed in. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing these uh, very raw experiences because I think if someone looks at you now, now, they wouldn't have <laughs> known or imagined that you went through this season, but that made you who you are today. Yeah, right? It you. made you the woman that you are, the mother that you are today, and the wife that you are today. On that note, I would like to share that many times we look at a mother and we think, oh, you know, all these very, as you say, a role model moments, right? Like very visible, <laughs> or very exciting, rewarding moments. We often may not see what goes on behind the scenes in the home, in the hiddenness, and that mix of feelings, that desire to be present for your child, the desire to connect and bond with your child, yet at the same time, the desire to 
be who you are yourself, yes. you know, as a person so that Absolutely. you can tend to your own well-being such that you can come back to your child again, refilled and recharged. Yeah. I heard you share, you know, about how you really just desired to connect. They don't want to remain where you are and you even uh, jot down your ideas because you look forward to another season ahead because you knew that your child would one day not be as physically dependent or attached to you because he'll discover his own independence and he would one day go back go to school uh, for longer periods of time and you started imagining and dreaming you know what's the next thing for yourself and I can hear how much excitement you have when you talk about that let's talk about you discovering your dreams in a season where it felt as if you didn't know when will it come it was really the part where I just feel like should I dream why do I even bother to dream, right? Because even if I dream, what if it doesn't come to fruition? Mm. But because I'm a dreamer, <laughs> and I really do believe like we have to start somewhere. And for me, when it starts somewhere, I ask myself a question, who am I, Shina you? And for me, who am I? I always relate back to values and ethics. Basically, if you can say it's the moral compass and these were the things that propels me to think about the ideas. Because if I go and think about all the ideas, but it doesn't connect to my values, most likely you will give up halfway. You will halfway through thinking like, okay, la, okay. La. Then for a person that keeps thinking of ideas, but doesn't go through that process of planning to the ideas, that person will also feel, I would say like boring. Because whatever ideas I have, I will never have that process to reach that idea. So I think most importantly for mummies who is keen of maybe uh, thinking about your dreams and what's your next step, I feel like maybe the first question to ask yourself is, what is your values? Uh, what do you hold dearly to? What is non-negotiable? So I have a few set of values. Lah. One is non-negotiable. One is like negotiable, like, okay, I like, can push me a bit push me out of my comfort zone. And one is like, it's a good to have. And these values will not come to you within one sitting. It may come to you throughout your entire season. Mm -hmm. And the values may change in different parts. Like when you think that it was non-negotiable, suddenly it will become okay. And then suddenly it will become negotiable. For me, number one, the value that I really resonate with is courage. And again, I will always do my own definition. China tends to really do her own definition only because I feel like if I need to keep up with what is the society's definition, I do feel breathless and I do not want to be in that state because the purpose of me setting up all these is to move towards a thriving mode of uh, operations. And so for me, courage means being present and waking up and ready to accept whatever that comes my way. And that's courage for me. And being present means being present with my child, being present at different conversations, being present with people that when people meet me, they feel that they are able to connect to me. And that for me is also courage. So that's my number one value for myself. Number two is being authentic. I have no qualms bearing myself out to people. It's usually not perfect and it's fine. I have no qualms sharing with people the struggles I have, whether or not uh, it's with my child, uh, with my different business problems that I have and in the student care, or even the tension that we have in the marriage. Mm -hmm. I do feel like such authenticity and such conversations needs to keep appearing in different people's life as I share because 
I feel like this may invite other people to share what's going on. Sometimes people just need somebody to take their first step. And I am willing to be that first person to take that first step. Mm. Uh, I think that's most important because that will bring community together. So for me, community is very important. And community comes in different forms again. Your own family, your neighbour, your colleagues, and to strangers. That's for me, the two values. And I hope that um, listeners out there, uh, whatever journey and whatever season you are there, I hope that you can discover your values and take your time. I always say, take your time. And if you can't, it's okay. There will be a time where the values will flow to you. I'm really very encouraged to hear how your values have served as an anchor for you. You know, that really granted you that stability and security despite the seasons that you had to weather through. Yeah, and I think hearing you share these things helped me to realise that no matter what the circumstances is, like let's say a mum who is learning how to take care of a newborn or maybe with a special needs child or even the demands of caring for an elderly parent, like when we are clear about our values and what's important to us, these situations may change, the demands may pile up on us sometimes, but we can be still very confident to navigate through these things because our values help us to make our decisions. Yes. And our values also help us to identify which connections to make with the people in the community that can match with us, right? In yes. a sense, same wavelength, can yes. really um, hold conversations with us that can be mutually, not just authentic, but even encouraging and edifying. So on that note, I wanted to hear from you also. I would imagine that in the season where you were taking care of your child full-time prior mm. to setting up your business and all, there were certain sacrifices I would yeah. say yeah. that you had to make yeah. you know things that you have to choose knowing that at this season of your life you needed to be present for your child despite having these dreams still wanted to be here in the now let's talk through what were some of the real struggles you had in having to let go despite having to look forward I feel that for me the sacrifices that I see are usually blurred with my perception of how I think it's my own motherhood so when I take on this role as a mom and I decided to be a mom and as I started the parenting journey and motherhood, I feel a lot of things that comes with it is part of the package. The sacrifices that I see are things that I actually find joy in. The sacrifices that I think I had when I moved out into Jakarta was the career. But that only lasted, I think, one month or so because I'll be like, oh, um, maybe I... I shouldn't have agreed to come to Jakarta. Uh, or maybe, you know, I should have sent my son to some infant care so that I can continue my job. But what was my pivot point at that time was the role as a mom. I took a while to ask myself what kind of mummy I want to be. That journey of what kind of mom I want to be helped me to shape my motherhood and helped me to see that they are actually not sacrifices. They are just part of this package. To all of you out there who uh, decided on your own career path, decided on maybe specialising in something, whether or not you specialise in a certain craft work, uh, specialise in maybe heading the career path of the position that you want, it's part of the package. And that, for me, helped a lot in pivoting my perspective of motherhood. To understand my role, as a mommy, to understand the adult that I am going to be for my child. Not only just mom, but the adult. Because if we take away the mom role, that as an adult as well, who are you? Because as a mom and this adult that is newly now joined together, because before that you're not a mom, you are a wife. Or before a wife, you are a single woman. 
and then different roles that have compounded and all. And where is your consistency? A lot of times the sacrifices comes when moms lost themselves. Or mom felt like, what am I doing? And so I invite the listeners to perhaps find that consistency where you were once a single woman, you became a wife and you became a mom now. I think that consistency line has to be clear to you. That clarity has to come up for you and you will feel like these sacrifices perhaps may be part of the package. And that's my personal opinion. I know I can hear you having the courage to even embrace the different roles that you have chosen to take yeah. on. Even as you share these things, I can also hear that there were times where you had to have the courage to ask yourself very difficult questions. Sometimes even asking these difficult questions would force ourselves to really examine not just what we value. So the first part you talk about values, right? But not just the values, but really um, aligning, coming back to a security in our identity. Putting it together, I actually do hear you share that what really helped you through this whole process is a lot of introspection, being honest with yourself, even having conversations with trusted people in your life whom you were open to bear yourself to. And then from there, being open to other perspectives that really help you to review your goals. At each stage, you were ready to be present, whether for your child, for your family, for your work. And then now, where you are in terms of setting up this business that you desire to not just um, pour into your own child's life, but also into the lives of other children and their families. Because you see value in the community. You see value in a child's ability to connect with their parents. And I do hear that that is something that you are trying to also coach other parents to do because you have also gone through this journey as a mom and you desire to help other parents to discover that joy and that security in their parenthood journey. Shaina, I'd like to hear you share more about how your own parenting journey has really um, impacted and poured into the work that you do now. Brainfeeds has been operating for four years. We were previously known as Hopscotch. Somebody has registered our name and we couldn't register it anymore. So I was quite sad because Hopscotch is very linked to primary school life because that's when we learn how to play Hopscotch. But Brainfeeds is also linked to my values about courage and we always want to teach children about being brave. And being brave for our children means that saying no it means stepping out of my comfort zone. It means being able to be by myself. I don't need to always be with my best friend. And being brave also means respecting somebody even though I don't agree. I wanted to use student care as a way to impact the younger children because student care is where we spend the most time with them. Um, what does it look like to teach them values? Because our children will meet different stresses in their education journey. As parents as well, I do feel that uh, we are always being exposed to advertisements that get our children direct school admissions, get our children certain grades, making sure our children are gaming the system. And in all of this, I do feel that the child's well-being is not very purposefully taken care of. I believe as a mother, as an educator, as an adult, is that why do we need to take care of a child's well-being when it becomes challenging for the child? Why do we only need to do that when the child starts to have issues, when the child starts to struggle? Why can't we do it when a child is being happy as well? Why only we look at well-being when the child is unhappy? 
Why does well-being connect only when people are depressed? We should look at well-being from the get-go. Why is it that when the minute the children go to primary school life, suddenly the whole well-being or the holistic approach suddenly all just dissipate? But before that, in childcare, it's always so loving and all. And I feel precisely because when childcare is so loving, primary school is so tough, that transition is what matters the most to every single child that is going through six years old, seven years old, eight years old. We want to create more awareness over a child's well-being. We cannot avoid the challenges we have. But what I think as an educator, as a parent, I can do is setting them up for success. I will hope to bring my student care to more neighbourhoods and impact more children mm. and parents. So if there's one main thing, Lee, tell the parents that mm. you work with, yeah. of the students who come to your student care, what yeah. is it? We hope that Brave Feeds is a safe space for your child to feel safe enough to make mistakes and to feel safe enough to be who he or she really wants to be. And we as adults will be his or her safety net to be there to nurture and to be there to support his whole journey. That's what I always tell parents because it's a journey. Well-being is a journey. Parenthood is a journey. Primary school life is a journey. Everything is a journey. But the children must feel safe enough that this is the space that I can be who I really want to be. Student care must be the space that they feel safe enough to be who they want to be. There are educators, there are adults to nurture them to the values and also to teach them to contribute back to the community. And the community we are talking about is the community of their own family, community of their extended family with their cousins, community with their neighbours. And that's what I really hope to tell parents and that's what I always share with them. So with today's episode, we are focusing on the joy and security of a mum. To conclude, China, what does it look like for you right now to be a joyful mum? At this season of my life, what's joyful for me is welcoming my son back home and at this season of my life joyful looks like having quality time with my child and having private date nights with my husband that means a lot to me and consistently showing up for my family mm. and that's joy for me when I consistently show up to them with my different hats and I think more importantly with my son is that special connection and I also want to share with the mummies out there that this connection didn't just appear overnight. This connection was built since day one when he was out of my womb. And that connection was touched for me back then because he couldn't speak. He couldn't even see me. He could only smell me and my hands, my touch. Seven years down the road now, this connection has evolved. And another seven years later, it will evolve again. But this joy of having that connection means the world to me and I really hope that each one of you out there listening in that you will find a connection with your child. You may already have that connection and that's great. For moms, if we do have that connection, we can ask ourselves, how can we support the child to the thriving mode and to the safe mode where he feels that I can fail, I can make mistakes and my mom will always have my back. And to moms who haven't had that connection, how can we even start the connection? It may be something that you are comfortable with and what your child is comfortable with. It may look like maybe a dinner time or a movie date or going time zone together. Whatever it is, small steps, baby steps. Because when we are willing to take that small steps, it means that we are moving. And let's say that small steps became back steps. That's okay. It also means that we are moving. 
And I think most importantly, it's not staying at the same spot. And for us, mummy, really, it's a journey. Take your time. And I think most importantly, my last thing for all of us, including myself, and I really have to write it in my diary and in own phone as well, is self-love. We are not doing a bad job. We are all doing our good job to the best ability that we can, and that's fine. And we don't have to compare with any other mothers out there, and we are okay. Yeah, thank you thank for you. being so encouraging, Shaina. Yeah, for those tuning in, especially mothers, we hope you have found some inspiration for your journey. Thank you once again, Shaina. And for moms and listeners who are tuning in, we hope that you have benefited much from today's podcast. Thank you, everybody. And I hope that one day in your own parenting journey that you are able to find your own joy and be a joyful and secure mom. All the best! A mother's inner voice can become critical and self-defeating when there seems to be no end to the demands and challenges in motherhood. Therefore, it is crucial to nurture a mother's sense of self in their journey. With healthier, joyful and secure mothers who enjoy their children, children will grow up in homes with an atmosphere of lasting love, compassion and laughter. This Mother's Day, join us to affirm and celebrate mums for who they are. For mums listening to this podcast, you are one of a kind. No two mums have the same experience. We invite you to be honest and vulnerable with your stories and be kind to yourselves and fellow mums. Visit family.org.sg slash one of a kind mum to find out more.